Good morning, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the Breakfast Radio Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88, right across Australia, positively different radio. My name is Renee, and I'm joined with... Darren, good morning, everyone. So good to be back again for two days in a row. Yay! Hey, Darren, how are you? I am top of the world today. Top of the world, I love that. And what are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful for tomato plants. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to need a bit more context. I went home yesterday (laughs) and I spent the afternoon planting the Pasco Heritage tomato plants in my yard. Every year we plant them. For me, it's a good time of the year um, to watch them grow, getting the fingers dirty in the garden (laughs) and just enjoying relaxation. Oh, that's nice. I love that. I love, I ate some tomatoes in my um, salad yesterday. I don't know what type they were, but they were delicious. Um, I would say, oh, what, am what I, are you thankful for, Renee? What am I thankful for? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm still in the in the semester of um, you know doing assignments and stuff, so I'm very grateful we're coming to an end. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. exams are this week, but I'm grateful you know it will soon finish and I will um I will have a holiday. <laughs> That's right. The end is nigh. Lawson's here today, of course, on air, and he's studying for Hebrew of all things. Oh my, I've done I've done that a few years ago. Yeah, that would be strange. Very stressful. But, but, shout out, shout out to Lawson who is passing those whatever you pass <laughs> right now. Yeah, passing those <laughs> those passages in um, probably Genesis or ex- who knows. Yeah, but um, that's such a such a good topic. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So, what do we have uh, for positive uh, news, Darren? Positive news? Well, I think it is. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> for those that know me, you know I'm a sporting tragic. Um, whether it's cricket or my favourite team, Richmond AFL Premiers again, 2020. <laughs> Three times in the last four years. Liam's shaking his head. I oh, know, he's a, he's he a West, West Coast tragic. Anyway, <laughs> um, but coming out of news overnight is a story about priorities. And this is a trend I've seen in sport in the last two or three years, especially during covid Virat Kohli to play only one test in the Australian series this summer before returning home for his first child's birth. Mm. Would you do that? I guess you're not a bloke, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in other words, this is probably one of the, arguably one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Coming out with the Indian team to play Australia, um, the first time to play after COVID, and Australia and India is pretty intense normally. Uh Um, But Virat Kohli is set to play only one test in Adelaide before flying back home for the birth of his first child. Kohli, one of the best batsmen in the world, and the Indian captain revealed in August that he's, he and his wife, Bollywood actor, now, Anushka Sharma, I hope I got that right, mm. were expecting their first child in January. And the border control for the cricket in India confirmed on Monday that Kohli would be granted leave after only playing one test of the summer. Wow. They said he may get back for the last test. Yeah. But, yeah, India is in mourning almost because they worship this yeah, guy. This guy's And there's a lot of criticism coming his way because so what if we win one test and India loses the rest? Wow. We'll blame Collie. So he's getting criticism. He's, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, but I love his priorities. Yes. So this, this, this is a long trend of this. Um, Shane Edwards, Richmond player, and Hooley, both Richmond players, left the bubble up in Brisbane this year to go home and be with their family for the birth of their first Hooley uh, was, I think, number three, mm. and Edwards number one. Um, th- they went home and left quarantine to do that. Yeah. Then they had to come back 
and go through the hard way to um, go through um, quarantine, wherever else, mm. to get back in and to play in the grand final. Wow, okay. So they put family first. And Ablett, again, Ablett's just retired, but Ablett's probably one of the players. Yeah. He um, played for Geelong. He's a long dynasty of Ablett's playing. His father was fantastic. I remember going to watch him when I lived in Geelong <laughs> play. And anyway, um, Ablett's just retired, but he left um, quarantine to go and be with his family, especially his wife and his very sick child. And he, he came back and played in the grand finals. Well, and played. Mm. He broke his arm in the first quarter and played the rest of the game <laughs> with a broken arm. Um, this is sort of the dedication these guys have. But yeah. what I like is that um, for the first time, I guess, in years that I can remember, sportsmen are opting to put family first. Mm. Yeah. Over fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. And that's a big choice. Yeah. And I like um, another good news story is um, Marlon Pickett, who was one of the mid-season picks. He was an older person, um, played in um, Fremantle, Western Australia. But Marlon Pickett was picked up halfway through last season by Richmond and played his first game. What game did he play his first game in New Britain? Do you know? Wow. The grand final uh-huh. last year. Marlon Pickett was picked as a um, wild card. He played his first game. He kicked a couple of goals and, and actually was a star. He's, he's a good player. Mm. Um, but then he comes back this year expecting a contract. Nothing. Mm. Because COVID hit. Yeah. And everything was frozen. Here's Marlon Pick. He's just moved his wife and stay-at-home wife and four children over. And he can't afford to hardly live in Melbourne. Mm. So Richmond made a decision. And Richmond puts family first. Mm. Um you saw that in the grand final and all the kids on the ground, wherever else. But um, Richmond said, we're going to play you every single game, no matter what's going on in your life, so that you get the money to support your family. Yeah. So he played, and he's a good player, but, I mean, yeah, he could have been out, could have been in, but they committed to playing him every game so that he could have the money to support his, his wife and four kids who had just moved over from Perth to um, Melbourne. Mm. And they were in the bubble um, not the bubble, they were down, down in um, Melbourne and he was up in the bubble playing with Richmond. So they did all they could to support yeah. his family by playing Pickett in the team all season. Mm. But then, and I've got time left for this. Yeah, you've got time. Is this coming out? Now, the US election was yesterday and yeah. <laughs> like, all over like, the it's, it's been dominating our news for the last, Indeed, I don't know, yeah. 12 months or more. <laughs> Is built to the election. Um, Joe Biden, of course, has well. Uh, we think he's won. Um, Trump doesn't think he's won, but Joe Biden does, and there's still all the court process going on. But on the social media yesterday was this from Vice President Biden at the time in 2014. Here's his value to my wonderful staff as Vice President. I would like to take a moment and make something clear to everyone. I do not expect nor do I want any of you to miss or sacrifice important family obligations for work. Mm. Family obligations include, but are not limited to, family birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, of course, (laughs) any any religious ceremonies such as first communions and bar mitzvahs, graduations and times of need such as illness or the loss in the family. This is very important to me. 
In fact, I will go as far as to say that if I find out that you are working with me while missing important family responsibilities, it will disappoint me greatly. Mm. This has been an unwritten rule since my days in the Senate. Thanks for your hard work. Sincerely, Joe Biden. Wow. That's an amazing thing coming from our leaders in the world. That's right. That- Imagine um, your boss sent you that. Yeah, I would have a lot of respect for them. That's right. Because of that, they value they value family over the, um you know over everything else over career advancement. Our listeners put family first. Put family first. You heard that from Darren. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So, with some news, I did say we would talk about some bees. Now, um, thousands of bees have been found on a, on the Gold Coast Street, and they have been safely relocated, which is great news. Um, but I do want to ask Darren: Do you know much about bees? Boy, do I know about bees! Number one, I am highly allergic. Oh, okay. <laughs> but number two, my father-in-law keeps bees, and I have sixteen hives on my property. And but you're allergic. <laughs> we have swarms everywhere right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. Well, I just don't touch them. I watch and from a distance, yes. and watch my father-in-law get all the lovely frames of honey out of the hive and oh, enjoy wow. the honey. Oh, good. But, yeah. Okay, but lots of fun. Okay, okay, that's good. Well, you, I would say you'd know more about bees. I have my dad has bees, but I don't know much about. It. I also stand at a distance, even <laughs> though I'm not allergic. I'm just a bit scared. However, I will say um, people have been calling to say, you know what? Don't call the pe- don't call pest control. Call the beekeepers yes. if you see them, um, especially out in in nature. Um, Bee, so, bees are actually, um, um, what do you call it, on the endanger list right now. Yeah. So, yeah, don't call the pest exterminator. That's right. That's right. So, Katerina um, was called to a swarm of bees found on the ground earlier this week by a concerned resident. Um, basically, the resident was like, she didn't want the bees to be sprayed. She just wanted someone who would care for the bees, which I thought was oh, very that's sweet. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, and, and so, Katerina said, oh, we've, well, we've never seen bees on the ground, on the road, um, and they've been there for about a day and so this being a very odd find has a happy ending where they're calling Australians to count the number of uh, native pollinators in their backyards and help gauge what impact last year's bushfire season had on the insect uh, population um, so finding the bees on the ground is quite unusual and they kind of were looking for the queen bee um, but they believe she was kind of injured during a hail or storm um, so, so luckily they've, they've uh, relocated those bees to a safer place. Um, further on news, we have Minecraft and augmented reality helping Indigenous elders keep stories alive for the next generation. So you're probably like, oh, what, what, um, what are you talking about, Renee? Well, great question, Darren. I will oh, tell sorry. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I asked that question. <laughs> Basically, Kevin um, Kevin Garlett, he remembers when his dad used to tell him stories about the emu. And this story of the emu has been passed down from generation to generation for, th- for thousands of years. Um, and so growing up in Wheat Belt in Noongar, Elder was taught, uh, the Noongar elder was taught how to hunt, to collect eggs, tracking and tracking the animal backwards to find the nest. 
Um, and Kevin tells that his father used to tell him, just take what you need and don't take too many because next year there'll be no more emus. Um, great philosophy. Yep. Yeah, great philosophy. It, it's um, it, caring for, going off, like caring for our, nat- uh, for our animals, for, for nature. Um, so a Perth school has adopted Australia's first Indigenous digital skills training program. And basically, Mr. Gar- uh, Mr. Garlet, Kevin Garlet, is um, retelling the story of the emu, which is one of the stories has which has been brought to life in Australia's first Indigenous uh, digital skills program. So using um, Blender, 3D, Paint 3D and Minecraft, students wow. at <laughs> high, in a high school in Perth have constructed animated worlds from the stories that these local elders have been telling them. So not only are they just hearing these stories, they're now being able to see these stories through and cre- animation. And create them. And create it's sort them. of like the um, ancient... Generation old story, yeah, yeah. modernizing into the digital. I, yeah. I love that merging. Yeah, it's something else. There's something else about seeing it um, reenacted or, or, or just seeing it, seeing it on screen. You're like, wow, that's that has a lot of significance. So with this app, um, you know, these these the children, the the students are like, you know, they know the, they've known these, they've learned about these stories, but to see it on screen, um, they're just really proud of their their you know their, their stories from their ancestors, and it really enables them to connect with their culture. So that's really awesome uh, happening in Perth. Uh, go Western Australia. We, we love that. <laughs> um, not only that, disability workers. So there is a man called Eddie Sutherland. Now, Eddie, Eddie Sutherland, he um, is a disability worker. Now, I don't know if you know this fact, Darren, but one in six people in Australia are estimated to have a disability. Yeah. Well, I've got one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm deaf. I wear hearing aids. Thank mm-hmm. you to the inventors of hearing aids. Mm-hmm. I can now hear, but yeah, um, understand. But understand, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's part of life. It, it it is. That's right. It's part of life, and so that makes about four four million people in Australia. Now the important thing. Uh, the cool thing about this story is Eddie Sutherland, he has a disability and he loves to work, but often um, people with disabilities might find it a bit more difficult um, than mm, people mm. who don't have disabilities to find work, right? And so um, Eddie found himself unemployed because of COVID and um, he's one of the 4.4 million Australians with a disability who are twice as like- likely uh, to be unemployed um than people who who don't um and so he like uh, he was asked how do you feel when you uh, with being unemployed he's like i just i'm always at home and i just want to work um he has an intellectual ability and his disability and he has tried his hand at several jobs but none of them has worked and it wasn't because he wasn't trying um it's just because of the availability out there for him um but this all changed in july when a truck dealership gave him uh gave him his break and now he's employed to clean their vehicles and he says that i used to do train work and that was fun but there was no train work after that and when i came here i was learning all about trucks it's really fun and i learn how to service and i want to learn how to service vehicles and um and trucks so myth uh, mr sutherland he's also a volunteer firefighter in his local community and he was really happy with his new job and not only that he says there is an added bonus when you go to work he when you go to a new place you make new friends so mr sutherland he's 37 years old he's hoping one day to move out of his parents home and live independently um he landed this job, which is cleaning, um, 
uh, cleaning trucks at a chance encounter. So he has he's a long term customer at the Disability Employment Service at Community Solutions, which is a support agency operating in regional Queensland, Victoria and South Australia. So um, basically all his workmates are saying, man, he brings a whole new zest to life. He's been introduced to the team and they absolutely love him. He brings um, so much value and just there's something there's something about when you come to work and especially I will say coming here I love coming here and seeing Lyle seeing Darren seeing Liam and they're just like hey good morning just being positive possibly different <laughs> we're doing positively different radio and what a positively different story yeah yeah <laughs> that's right it's it's the people that make that make the environment so much better and so to have um people like Mr McCarthy at work and and to have have an opportunity to work at a place he really he really does add value to that workplace um also also, a Zoom teacher in America has been praised for saving a grandparent's life. She noticed on Zoom that that, that parent was um, having some stroke symptoms and she, she called for help immediately. So that was a very... Lots of positive radio today. Just so much positive <laughs> news. We're bursting with positivity. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different. We have come to, obviously, our interview section of today. You might be hearing this now and thinking, wait, Lawson's not on the show. That's because uh, this is an interview with Kent Kingston, regular on the show. How are you doing today, Kent? I'm really well, thanks, Lawson. Thanks so much for, uh, yeah, including me this morning. Oh, so good. So, Kent, um, of course, you are semi-regular on the show, talking about the signs of the times, what's coming up in uh, this edition. But before we get into that, I just wanted to talk uh, about something really quickly. I, I The news has just broken to, to me, at least, that this will be um, your last month as editor at Signs of the Times. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I'm actually wrapping things up here at at Adventist Media, um, moving Mm. on to a new position, actually closer to your studio there in Newcastle. Um, Yeah, going to be doing some disability advocacy work um, in the court system and with Mm. police, you know, just to make sure, yeah, people with um, intellectual disabilities, autism, that sort of thing, you know, get a a fair deal, you know, if they're, if they come in contact with, um, with the criminal justice system. So yeah, really looking forward to that. But yeah, sadly that does mean an end to my time with, uh, with signs of the times, which has been fantastic. Yeah. Well, we have been incredibly privileged to have you here on the show, um, talking about signs of the times, promoting signs of the times, um, and getting into the awesome content that has been coming from signs of the times. So yeah, again, privilege. Thank you so much for coming on and let's just get stuck into now the latest edition of signs of the times um so what is what's on the cards what are we looking at okay well the november edition of signs of the times magazine is out um quite a distinctive front cover very red with with a big rusty chain on it that's just in the process of being broken and stretched uh, apart um and this i guess is um you know links with our our cover story uh which is called the power of doing good the battle against modern slavery i Mm -hmm. I don't know if you realize loss and i think a lot of people don't realize that you know they think slavery is something that happened a number of centuries you know back when you know africans were you know taken captive and and brought over to to the usa that sort of transatlantic slave trade but there are actually more people in slavery right now in the 20th in the 21st century than there have been at any time in history there are 
43 million people in slavery uh, right now. So, yeah, we thought, look, this is an issue worth, um, you know, worth highlighting. Definitely. If it's like that big of a number, if it's that big of an issue, uh, I think, you know, so in terms of the, the article itself, like what exactly, pers- what perspective is it going to be looking at? Is it an investigation into modern slavery? Um, you know, what's, what's the go? Look, but basically what we've, um, what we've done, we've done a bit of a Q&A with um, a, a fellow with the, by the unlikely name of Fuzz Kitto, wow. um, who, who, yeah, who is one of the co-directors of, of an Australia-based organisation called Be Slavery Free, and they work on these issues. They uh, they work with community groups to help them sort of raise awareness of the issue. They work with businesses because what we probably don't realise, Lawson, is that so many of the things uh, that we buy, um, whether whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whether it's electronics. Um, coffee, chocolate, um, you know, sugar, um, you know, there's all sorts of different ingredients, um, that come in food and, and things that we, we fork out for, you know, in, in our shopping, um, all the time actually may have, um, slave labor as a part of that supply chain that is needed to make that product. So, um, so basically what Fuzz does in this, in this, uh, this article is just to highlight, hey, you know, we are, this isn't just some distant thing that happens in developing countries. You know, this is something that actually can happen in, in Australia. Um, and this is something that we are a part of, particularly when we make decisions about what we purchase and what we don't purchase. So, um, yeah, and, and he bring, and, and I asked him, you know, in, in putting this article together, so what's the deal? Like, um, because they are a sort of a Christian-based organisation, Be Slavery Free. They work a lot with churches. So I sort of challenged him, well, how is this a, an issue for churches? You know, how is this just not a political issue? And, and he answers that question you know, re- really well um, and, and really practically. And so it's a, a real um, thought-provoking article, yeah, very wow. informative. Um, yeah, for, really fantastic. Really, um, you know, proud to have this uh, as a front cover article for uh, for November Signs of the Times magazine. Sounds like yeah, powerful, hard hitting. Sounds like a must read. I think you know, just with um, that idea of modern slavery and and what can we you know do to um, assist people who are trying to get rid of that and, and giving also giving us insight into uh, what exactly that is and how it's affecting our lives. That's really powerful. Um, yeah, yeah. What else have we got going on in the November issue? Well, look, I, I, I guess linked to that, um, you know, still in that kind of current um, issues sort of space because we try to do that in Signs of the Times. I mean, you, you can't have a magazine called Signs of the Times and not talk about the times. Yeah, right. <laughs> this, this, These are the times. You know, these are the things that are happening around us. So um, I guess linked with this idea is um, the, the in the recent years we have this, you know, horrific case of Jeff. Jeffrey Epstein, um, you know, this guy oh, who was wow. accused uh, yeah, of running a, an abuse ring on a private island, um, seemed to think he was, you know, immune from any kind of prosecution or, or attention, very powerfully connected sort of guy. And, and this raises the question, and this article looks at the question, you know, this guy died in custody. He never had his day in court. The, the full facts of his involvement were never really uncovered. Um, you know, where is justice is the question. And it, as you're reading through the scriptures, you know, in particular, you know, the Psalms or perhaps, you know, uh, some, of, some of the prophets, you see this cry going up to God, you know, God, where is justice? You know, we're being, we're being treated so badly here. It seems that you're silent. It seems that nothing's happening, nothing. You know, good is not triumphing over evil. What is going on? This is a really common 
human, um, you know, feeling and, and, and objection, you know, to the way the universe seems to be ordered. And, and so, yeah, that article really looks at that issue, you know, in the light of the Jeffrey Epstein, um, situation and, but it sort of goes deeper, uh, because I guess all of us wonder sometimes, you know, why are bad things happening? Mm. Why is there suffering? Why do bad people seem to get away with stuff, you know, while, while good people suffer? Um, so yeah, that, those are big questions, you know, and I think they're, you know, really important ones to, to explore. That's an incredibly timely article as well. I think, you know, the most shocking thing about the Epstein case was that he was so powerfully connected and, you know, we've just had the American election uh, go through and, wow, like, it's ringing, it's ringing bells in my mind. That's like, man, that is, that is deep. That is awesome. But also... I, I bet it is. I bet it is. But yeah, obviously, look, Signs of the Times, you know, since it was established in Australia way back in 1886... Would you believe wow. it? Um, yeah, ha- has always had as its mission to yes, look look at the times, look at what's going on around us, but also to look at Bible truth and to present that to to the public. Um, Science of the Times isn't really a magazine written for church people to sort of sit there in their pew and read if the ser- sermon's a bit boring that week. Um, Science of the Times is aimed for people on the street, people who are open-minded, who are exploring um, spiritual things, uh, might not necessarily have a church background, but are open-minded about it and, and want to know more. So one particular article that we've got that really fits well into this space is, yeah, get this, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm, article mate, I'm sitting down. I'm ready to go. Okay, good. Are near-death experiences real? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, this that's is a heavy. Thing. Look, yeah, be- before um, before this article sort of came in um, to us, I kind of thought, ah, you know, near-death experiences. It's one of these sort of fringe things, you know, like people being, um, you know, claiming they've been abducted by aliens, you know, a sort of a, a weird thing like that. But it turns out that um like between 1975 and 2005 um like there's been more than three and a half thousand cases that researchers have have looked at and apparently somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of people who've sort of been in that situation of coming very close to death you know perhaps you know your heart stops on the operating table or whatever mm. that that sort of situation so basically between you know one in ten to one to two in ten so you know one in up to one in five um people who have that sort of close to death experience actually have this near death experience where they see a light they hear a voice they have these sort of i don't know what you want to call them visions or hallucinations and and i guess that comes down to the nub of the article you know what is actually going on is this a genuine spiritual experience people are going through which has been claimed by some people very strongly um or is this the uh, sort of a a brain kind of winding down deprived of oxygen Mm. um you know having uh, sort of weird hallucinations so yeah a really um fascinating fascinating article there to to explore that issue I think that's really interesting too because, you know, as Christians, we sit in the kind of, um, you know, with our theology, we sit in this place of like, okay, we know what happens after you die from the perspective of, you know, we've read it in the Bible, we've studied it, but this is getting into the nitty gritty of this is what people are actually experiencing. Um, Well, that's right. Yeah. And, and this totally comes down to what do you trust, you know? Um, Wow. And, and, and a lot of people will say, well, you know, I trust my actual experience. Um, 
But then the weird thing is that people who have near-death experiences seem to have them very much according to their culture and their uh, and their predisposition and their religion that they already have. So that sort of makes you think, okay, well, this is weird. So to what extent can we actually trust our experience when it comes to, um, you know, something like that? And to what extent do we have to rely on an external guide on something that's reliable, you know, such as uh, as the Bible? And this re- this is really the, the nub of the issue, isn't it, really? Again, sounding like a must-read, dealing with very, very relevant stuff. Yeah, I can just tell you as you know, someone who's worked in ministry that this is something I'm constantly coming up against, like as in um, people yeah. asking questions, people sharing their yeah. experiences. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's that common. That's what surprised me. This is a really common thing, so it's it's a, an issue worth looking at. I mean, look, if... if uh, if you're you're listening to this and you're you're a regular Faith FM listener, you might be thinking, "Hey, I've heard some of these issues being brought up on Faith FM already." Because we actually do have our um, Signs of the Times radio uh, podcast show that you know plays every I think four times a week on Faith mm. FM. Um, so you might have already heard, you know, Daniel Kubrick and myself discussing the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Um, but yeah, keep listening out uh, if you haven't already heard the Modern Slavery thing. It should be up up soon, and the Near Death Experiences um, thing. I'm, I'm actually just about to record the interview with the author who wrote that article um, this evening and we'll have that up uh, a bit later this month. So yeah, keep listening to Faith FM to sort of catch the, the in-depth exploration um, you know, on some of these issues that we've raised in the magazine. Uh, and of course, whether you're looking at the article, whether you missed a podcast episode or, or whatever, you can always go to our website to check that out, signsofthetimes.org.au. That's sort of our hub you know, for all mm. our content. Awesome promotion there. I guess, yeah, in wrapping up, is there any any uh, any other th- highlights from Sons of Times magazine this month? Uh, look, we are coming up to Christmas, Lawson. Yes. Um, you know, and people, are, those who those among us who are big planners um, <laughs> are already thinking about Christmas gifts. I, I'm mm. not one of them, I have to admit. <laughs> well, look. Same. <laughs> But 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 when it comes to my job, I have to be one of them. So we have an a review of a great new Christmas book called. Uh, it's entitled Advent. Hearing the good news in the story of Jesus' birth, mm. and uh, we actually have a review of that book in Signs of the Times magazine, so you can check out, you know, what um, what one reader thought of the book. There's also an ad of the book there. Um, you can and a link where you can, you know, go to the Adventist Book Center um, and check that out. Check out, um, you know, and I understand it's a rel- relatively reasonable price, so check that out. It'd be a great gift. Basically, what the book does is. Um, it gives you a short sort of 10-minute um, article or a chapter for each um, day of December. So this is a way, so through the month of December, you just read a section, you know, every day, and basically you get that full uh, picture of, of the Christmas story. Um, so this is a, a great thing, you know, for listeners to enjoy for themselves, also a great thing to pick up to give as a gift, you know, since we're thinking about planning gifts, you know, think, well, who do I... You know, what friend do I have who loves reading, um, who who is exploring the, these sort of issues, who would like to know more about the true story behind Christmas? Um, yeah, so we've got a, a great, um, you know, little uh, review and an ad for that Advent book in the November Signs of the Times. Mm. Oh, powerful stuff. So, um, again, Kent, just quickly, where can everyone find all these amazing articles, information, podcasts, all these things? <clears throat> well... Look, the the hub, the place where you can subscribe, the place where you can read the articles, uh, listen to the the radio episodes, is uh, all there at signsofthetimes.org.au. 
dot au uh that's definitely your, your starting point um i mean look you can search for us on facebook if you like you yeah. know um sign mag au and z we're there um so yeah you, you can join the conversation that way too um if you if you're into podcasts basically any podcast platform just you know type in signs of the times radio and uh, you'll be able to follow us on on your preferred podcast platform Awesome. Ken, thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Of course, this being maybe the last time you'll speak to us in this context as Science of the Times uh, editor. Um, so, uh, again, you've, you've told us your plans going forward. Uh, what's the plans mm. for Science of the Times? Are we going to be able to chat with those guys, um, you know, in the future? Look, I certainly hope so. Um, I guess the fact is when you, when you step away from, um, coordinating a particular project, you mm. don't have control over what happens yeah, <laughs> going definitely. forward. Um, but I will certainly do everything I can to encourage, uh, the team to, to stay in touch with Faith FM and Faith FM listeners and to, uh, to keep this, you know, monthly sort of interview going so that, uh, Faith FM listeners can hear what's going on, uh, for Signs of the Times magazine. Um, you know, so they can continue to encourage them to, hey, you know, subscribe to the magazine. You know, get the actual print magazine yeah you can read the articles online but there is exclusive magazine content wow. and there's also all the layout and the pictures and the, you really miss out on that if all you do is uh, is go to the website so yeah we always encourage people to uh, subscribe receive the hard copy magazine yourself it's a great thing to just take with you pop in your your you know your bag your handbag your purse whatever it's small little a5 size and you know share it with a friend some people just like leave it behind at the laundromat or the bus stop or the doctor's surgery amazing um yeah just they say wow this is worth reading and i want other people to read it too so they share it that way Mm. um but you know share it with a friend um particularly if you read an article in there and you think wow this i know someone who would really be interested in this um yeah take it to them it's much easier than just giving a website (laughs) you know Mm. and writing it down on a bit of paper for them to look at later um so yeah sometimes it's easier to share a hard copy look sometimes it's easier to send a link you know via facebook that's cool we we have all those options um but yeah signs of the times.org.au is uh, the place to start awesome stuff kent thank you so much for talking to us this morning we're going to continue on with the show thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM